0: Hello everyone, this is Easy Natural English with Liam, which means that I will be speaking to you for the next 10 minutes or so in natural English that hopefully isn't too hard to understand. Um, and just before I want get into today's topic, I want to ask you all a big favour. Well, actually, it's just a little favour. So a favour is something you do to help somebody. Um, if you haven't written a review on, uh, for example, Apple podcast, please write a review. You know, it can just be great or very good. Give me five stars and that will help other people to hear my podcast and it'll help me to get more popular. Maybe one day I can become the most popular English listening podcast. That's kind of my dream. So yeah, write a review give me five stars because of course this is a five-star podcast. Um, And another thing that would be very helpful is if you share my podcast with your friends. I'm sure you all have friends studying English. So tell your friends about my podcast or perhaps put it on your social media. You know, you can put it on your Twitter or your Facebook or your Instagram and say, hey, everybody, listen to this great English listening podcast You can become an English master if you listen to this podcast, and that would help me out a lot. So thank you. (laughs) Anyway, today's topic is uh, about my cat. I lost my cat, and uh, it's been quite a crazy uh, few days, so I'm going to talk a little bit about what happened. So my cats usually stay at home. I have two cats, and I love them both very much. Uh, I have cat called Spaghetti and a cat called Meatball. So Spaghetti is a small white cat. And Spaghetti is very adventurous. He always likes to explore. He's always looking under things and looking around things and digging around in the house. And yeah, he's very curious. You know, curious means you like to look around like Curious George, the monkey. If you know Curious George, it can be a good. Kids uh, show for learning English, actually. So check out Curious George if you don't know that monkey. Um, So, yeah, spaghetti is quite curious. And uh, the back of my house, we have some big doors that we can open up. And we have fly screens or mosquito screens. So it's like a net, like a door that has a net on it and stops uh, insects from coming into the house. So we have these fly screens. Um, And usually, you know, they're closed, so the cats can't go outside. But uh, the other day I was teaching and um, I had a break from teaching, just a short break. So I went to make some coffee and uh, I was making coffee and I thought, "Mm, it's a bit hot. Maybe I should turn the air conditioning on and close the windows. So I went over to the back door um, and the curtain was closed on the back door and I opened the curtain and I realized that the fly screen was open. So the door was completely open. You know, the cats would be able to go outside if they wanted to, which, like I said, normally they don't. Our cats have always lived inside. Um, so I realized the door was open, and my f- my first thoughts were, oh no, How, you know, have the cats got outside? So I turned around and I saw Meatball was asleep on the couch. So, and Meatball's very lazy cat. So that's kind of what I was expect. He probably wouldn't want to go outside. But then I looked all around the house, and realized that Spaghetti was missing. So I was uh, very, um, very worried, very anxious, kind of panicking. And I went outside to look for. Well, first I searched the house because I thought, okay, before I panic, I need to double check he's not in the house. So I looked everywhere in the house. And I couldn't find him. And then I went outside and I couldn't find him. And then uh, for the rest of the day and the next day and the next day, I was looking around outside for spaghetti and uh, trying to, also trying to leave things outside so he could find his way home because he hasn't been outside before. Um, so I thought, you know, he doesn't know the way back to the house. So I read on the Internet... That if you put some smelly socks or a smelly t shirt outside, then your cat can smell your scent, can smell your smell, and they can find their way home. So I, I went, you know, I had my shoes, I'd been walking around all day looking for him, and then I was putting my smelly socks and yeah, my smelly t shirt outside. So hopefully he would be able to find me, um, to find the house, but he didn't come home. And um, then the next day, to my wife and I, were every moment of the day I had free. So in the morning, on my lunch breaks, um, in the evenings, I was walking around and you know shouting his name, looking under all the cars and things, and there was no trace of Spaghetti. Couldn't find him anywhere. Then finally, um, about two days ago from when I recorded this, so this was uh, three days after he'd gone missing. So he went missing, means he got lost. He went missing and, you know, his three days had passed. And actually, um, cats have quite a special liver. So if cats don't eat for three to four days, they can actually get very sick and it's possible for them to die. So yeah, um, dogs can last for a while without eating, but cats cannot. Cats have a problem with their liver if they don't eat, so they can die quite quickly. So at that point, I was very uh, worried and also had kind of given up hope. I thought that there was no chance of getting back my cat. Of course, I had also put up posters um, on in like the street. um, What's the word? Like the electric poles in my street and uh, my friend's cafe. Yeah, I put up signs, was asking people. Yeah, no one had seen my cat. So I was very worried and I had kind of given up hope. But I had a lunch break um, a few, you know, like two days ago. So on my lunch break, I thought, okay, I'm going to go for a jog because um, I needed some exercise. And I thought, well, if I jog, that means I can look around a lot of the neighborhood and I might have a chance of seeing my cat. So I was jogging around. And while I was jogging, was looking under cars and looking over walls and stuff, sort of running around like a crazy person trying to find my cat, and there was no hope. I couldn't see him anywhere. And then um, after my jog, I was just coming back to the house, and I was quite close to my house. And I had read on the internet that if your cat does go missing, they're usually 40 meters to 200 meters from the house. They're usually not so far away if they do go missing. So as I was getting back to the house, I thought, ah, well... You know, they are supposed to be close to the house. So even though I don't have much hope, I should definitely try shouting his name now I'm close to the house again. But remember, for three days, I had been shouting his name around the house, you know, or around our apartment, close to the apartment building. I'd been calling his name for three days. So I really wasn't expecting much. But I was coming back to the apartment and I called his name and I said, spaghetti, just one time. And in the distance, I heard, meow, very, very quiet meow. And I called again, spaghetti, and I heard, meow, just very, very distant, quiet noise. You know, at first I thought, am I imagining things? Is this real? And I called his name again, meow, and I heard it again. I thought, okay, that's definitely my cat. Where is my cat? And uh, the noise was coming from a garage. So at least it seemed like from a garage. So um, opposite the car park of my apartment, there's a big garage. And normally there's um, like three vans parked inside. So I think it's like a person's house, but I think they do some kind of work. Like, I'm not sure, some kind of building work or something. So they have these three big vans. It's a very big garage and like lots of tools and things like that. And I heard his meow coming from within there. So I went inside. Um, I wasn't thinking about, you know, oh, this is somebody else's property. (laughs) I really wanted to find my cat. So I wasn't thinking about, um, yeah, sort of going into someone else's house or someone else's property. I just went in the garage and I was calling his name. And every time I called his name, he would respond. You know, I was going spaghetti, meow, spaghetti, meow. Like he was responding every time but he wasn't coming to me. So I thought, ah, maybe somebody has put him in a box or maybe, you know, there were a few doors inside. I thought maybe he's behind one of the doors. Maybe he's in one of these boxes or something. And I was calling him and I couldn't find him. And I was running around in this garage. And then finally, I realized that the voice was coming from high up. And I thought, ah, maybe he's on the roof because the roof was um, just plastic roof, you know, like the ceiling, the roof was plastic. So I thought maybe he's up there on the roof. And there was a set of stairs. So I started walking up the stairs because there was a door leading to outside. And as I was walking up the stairs, I suddenly saw him and he was stuck. So he was stuck. He was wedged. You know, he couldn't move. He was stuck um, between two little walls. So it was like two very short walls, um, a bit like a gutter. You know, a gutter is like something that water runs down when it rains. So it was just a small space, a small gap. um, And it was filled with like mud and old leaves. You know, it was a very like dirty spot. And he was completely stuck. So I think he had walked in there. And he could just touch the floor with his feet, like only just. um, But he maybe couldn't, like his legs were completely stretched out, were as long as possible. So he couldn't push himself out. And yeah, he was stuck with just his, like the very top of his body and his head were poking out, were sticking out. But his body was stuck between these two walls, you know, and he looked very sad and very desperate. So, um, of course, I quickly climbed along the ledge. So there was kind of a ledge, a bit of a thing sticking out from the wall. And I had to climb along a bit like Mission Impossible style. (laughs) And I had to pull him out. And I picked him up. And I think, you know, he was very relieved to see me, very happy to see me. Uh, Of course, I was very happy to see him. Uh, Actually, I cried a little bit. I was very emotional um, because I honestly thought my cat was dead. You know, I love this cat and I thought that he was dead or something had happened to him because, you know, it was three days I hadn't seen him, so I really wasn't expecting to find him. So I was very emotional and I picked up my cat and I was very, very happy and I took him home. And when he got home, um, you know, he was a bit shocked, but he didn't have any injuries. You know, he wasn't hurt. Um, Just a tiny, tiny bit on his face. He had a little bit of a cut on his face, but very small. Um, Otherwise, he wasn't injured, just a little bit dirty, a bit shocked. So I gave him uh, lots of treats, especially treats with a lot of um, fluid, with a lot of liquid inside because I don't know if he'd been drinking anything. So I gave him some kind of wet food so he could get some food and also get some water, And, um, yeah, and then he took a little while to calm down. He was kind of walking around the house a bit, maybe a bit confused, but then finally he calmed down and, you know, he just went to sleep and, and, you know, has been cleaning himself a lot because he was very dirty. And yeah, since then he's been back to normal. So it's been a couple of days now he's back at home and I just keep thinking about, uh, how lucky I am to find him and what a lucky cat he is that I found him. And of course, from now on, we have to be much more careful about making sure the cats can't open those fly screens, because that was a very horrible experience. But uh, yeah, I'm very happy to have him back, and he's safe and very happy. And yeah, I just keep looking at him and being very thankful to have him back. So hope you enjoyed that story. <laughs> Quite an emotional roller coaster. An emotional roller coaster means like a story that's kind of sad and happy and all kinds of things. So it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster but yes I've got my cat back. So thank you all very much for listening today. If you want to hear more podcasts from me then check out my Patreon page where you can support me and hear more podcast episodes. Actually I just put a episode up there with some advice about how to say things in English when you don't know how to say them. So it's hopefully would be some useful advice so if you want to hear that you'll have to check out my patreon page if you'd like to take a lesson with me or see my youtube page there is also a link uh, in the same place in the description of the podcast episode so thank you all very much for listening today and i'll see you back here next time